Greetings, constant listeners. It's Michael Monroeville Mall Rothman. What you're about to hear is a clip from our exclusive Lobstrosities Patreon episode, in which the losers return to Ludlow to review Mary Lambert's Pet Cemetery 2. They're not alone beyond the deadfall, however, and they're joined by special guests Megan Navarro of Bloody Disgusting, Rachel Reeves of Nightmare on Film Street, and Brett Arnold of the New Flesh Podcast. So how do you hear the full thing? Become a librarian at our Patreon, The Barons. You can find a link in the description of this episode, or you can visit www.patreon.com slash The Barons. Hope to see you there over long days and pleasant nights. Well, I'm just going to say it right now. I think the best thing in this movie, we've talked about him the whole entire time, Clancy Brown. I mean, if you want to talk about something being effective, Mr. Brown... Uh, my hat's MVP. off to you. Yeah. Gus, Gus, Gus. Gus, Gus. Yeah, I, I mean, that whole sequence, uh, like I, I mentioned before, when he's chasing the kid, going up the stairs, you got the wolf chasing after him too. The mother comes home, immediately buys into what's happening. They get in the car. I, it, it is just perfect, relentless horror filmmaking, I would say. But what else do you really love about this movie? Mary Lou ending. Yeah. This Absolutely. huge over the top, like she looks like Mary Lou. We've got the whole fire thing going. If you're going to go for a grand finale, I feel like that actually from a visual standpoint, at least is more exciting than, than the previous movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, inspired <laughs> and you can definitely <laughs> tell that like Lambert's like absolutely flexing uh, the muscle from her like music video history at this point. Um, yeah. Same, same with the opening. I think it's a, a oh, yeah. really nice bookend, mm-hmm. like you said earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I wouldn't rule out Mary Lambert getting the money, or the, maybe she. I don't know if she has the interest, but I feel like if anyone wanted to throw Mary Lambert money to make the Pet Cemetery two that she didn't make, like the Ellie Creed one, I feel like there's an appetite for that, and it would do well. I agree. Maybe, but you know, honestly, I kind of don't know. Like, if we're gonna spin off like this or or do remakes, there's so much town history with the cemetery. Not yes. this single family. You could spin off so many stories. Like, even some of those stories that were hinted at or, or even discussed in the book. Like, mm-hmm. let me live in Ludlow a little more, people. Like, do something with that, Ellie. I, you know, I think there was a window for for Ellie's story, but now I'm ready to see somebody outside of the creed family yeah i the idea that around the time that the remake came out last year um lorenzo de bonaventura like uh went the interview with Caff- with dan caffrey co-host of the losers um he actually asked like oh well you know you're talking about a prequel or would you see a sequel to this or something like that and he said well yeah a prequel would be great because there's so much lore in king's original novel mm-hmm. that you could mine and i agree i mean like if you could you imagine like a 1920s set uh, like pet cemetery would be like terrifying, <laughs> right? Uh, or yeah. even just get get into the Wendigo. Like the reason yes. only hinted at yeah, it. There's a totally. whole lot of Wendigo stuff. Give me that. Yeah, yeah. And that totally. is something I did like about this one a lot is just that they expanded on the burial ground. I mean, visually, right? And you know, just a whole other story involving that. Like they show you more than I feel like that they do in the original and they make the scale and the scope of it bigger. Exactly. Um, and I think that that's awesome. I think it's great. And I'm so glad that they went that route for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like we had we had two houses on a busy street in the first one. And now you feel a little bit more lived in in this town. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I want like a like a Dawn of the Dead style like Pet Cemetery <laughs> three where they just go it all out. Work. Yeah, or like yeah. a Land of the Dead. I mean, like just go all in. Um, because it is cool, like how. Yeah, like I mean, some of the the implied history and getting into the town lore, it would be really eerie and creepy to have that stuff uh, go down. Um, hmm, I don't know. I, I I don't know if it'll ever happen because, I mean, the the remake was a success, but not enough. Not enough. Probably. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that was kind of like the first moment where we got like um like a. Like a pretty much like the first chink to like uh um the armor of stephen king the 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 renaissance that's happening like it was like Mm -hmm. oh well okay um swing and a miss there a little bit um even though it wasn't though that's the thing it's so weird that that, that's like the most perplexing thing that happens it's like actually all the stephen king adaptations last year is the most perplexing thing like they were all successes like it chapter two was a huge success like it still was like i mean we talked about this brett and like the blockbuster thing like it made so much money it's like one of the, it's still in the top five i think highest grossing horror movies of all time but yet it's like considered a flop because like i guess the reception itself wasn't like as resounding as the first it and then it's like the same thing with the remake for Pet Cemetery. Like the critics actually pretty, like it was pretty glowing and then it actually made money. So I don't, I just don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't know, but it's the aftermath, I guess is what yeah. counts. But anyway, um, I also really like the direction here. I think, uh, Lambert's direction is like when it's really like crisp, like it really captures like the, f- the fall season. Um, yeah. Like Am I crazy to say it looks better than the first one? I think um, is that just my bias against the first one? Speaking? I I think it might be the bias. <laughs> like I think aesthetically, the first one is uh, is amazing. Like I think like people forget there are some amazing establishing shots of that first one. Like um, I always think about the I ending. Watch it. Like there's like ending where like they kind of do the the speech that Judd says again, and it's right towards the end before everything stops. And they kind of do all these amazing. Uh, like shots over like uh the you know the the nature that surrounds uh, the creed house and you know the the truck going by and like the town itself it's just really gorgeous uh shots that come back here i mean she's an amazing filmmaker i mean like there's some really really awesome shots and portraits like when they're at the um the i guess the quarry like where they're like um at the the river or whatever like there's some awesome shots there i love the the the, the uses of brown and reds that are in this movie and then when it it's a really nice juxtaposition to like the more um, Michael Mann <laughs> uh, color palette <laughs> tones that happen when it gets into the more music video territory. But yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that was great. Um, I love the vertigo shot when they're like crawling up, you know, the dam basically, mm-hmm. you know, to separating the cemetery from whatever's beyond it. Yeah. <laughs> and it just makes it seem like such like a big like presence that's alive. Just that one vertigo shot every time I'm like, oh I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they and I love Oh go for it. Go ahead. No no, no, no you no. go ahead. Well I was just gonna say like the fact that it wasn't in the same location, I mean, because they shot outside like around or outside Banger for the first one. So it literally is like, you know, true main uh, setting the fact that they were actually still able to kind of mimic that uh, in Georgia is, is, you know, there was applause there for that. You know, it it didn't feel like a totally different town. Like um, when you watch like, you know, Rob Zombie's Halloween, which was filmed in Pasadena and the second one where it's like, Hey, it's still Halloween. It's still Haddonfield. And it's like, 
you actually get into like a midwestern vibe because you're in georgia where they or i think it was georgia or california carolinas where they film i don't know either way it looks totally different like it doesn't look like the town anymore and um so i like that i like that it, that there's still still feels like the the, the history is there um and the micmac burial ground even looks the same um you know, they get the rock that looks kind of like the rock it has. Like the pet cemetery inside looks like the pet cemetery. I think they did a pretty good job with the set dressing. I love that Mary Lambert went on to direct a movie. I actually, last night I watched Halloween Town with my fiance because oh. it's on Disney Plus and we have, you know, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But Mary Lambert directed Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Yep. And she also directed. Urban Legends, the third one that was straight to video after Urban Legends and Urban Le- or Urban Legend and Urban Legends Final Cut, she did she did the Bloody Mary one, oh, which my manager of the movie theater I worked at in Evanston, Illinois, was an extra in, and he talked about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, yeah, I mean, um, I, I love... not a great movie, admittedly, uh, Bloody Mary, if I recall. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it since the year it came out. I've only seen the first one. I've never, I've never actually. Oh, really? Final yeah. Cut is actually great. Really? Totally recommend it. Yes. Okay. Okay. A lot of like early aughts actors in that one. Um, with well, yeah, total Doug. scream knockoff, but it's, but it's, it justifies its existence. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, well, I mean, Halloween Town Two is uh, apparently better than Halloween Town One. Um, my girlfriend's a huge <laughs> yeah, fan. Yeah, I can't wait. Gotten a huge, gotten a long, uh, gotten a little discussion with uh, Mary Lambert on Twitter, which is funny. Um, she was like freaking out. She's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe she responded!" And it was just, it was mm-hmm. pretty funny. So she, we, we had to watch it that night. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And uh, Calabar, great. What, what a villain. You know what um, I noticed? This is gonna, this is gonna be for nobody. But uh, in the credits for Halloween Town, the first one, Calabar is spelled with a C, and in the second one, in the title, it's with a K. And I just wanted to put that out into the universe. <laughs> I'm glad we had that. That it's like um, yeah. when they mess up Michael Audrey or Aubrey Myers in the the Halloween <laughs> trivia. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, pretty sure I'm the only one that uh, noticed that one when I was little. But um, do we have any other things that we want to gush about with this movie before we uh, offer our final thoughts? 